BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Amisha Gormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing, beauty. Beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. (laughs) You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. You know what movie I think about a lot? Remember Benjamin Button? Do I remember? I'd like to figure out how to do the reverse aging. It's a fascinating concept, which brings me to today because I'm so excited about today's guest. She is the Benjamin Button of doctors. She will be your Benjamin Button. As I always say, don't waste the pretty. And if there's something you care about, you need to go to this woman. We're talking about none other than Dr. Dominique Freden-Reed, who happens to be my doctor. She is a prevention medicine physician. She is the queen. She is the celebrity wellness doctor. Hello, Gwyneth. Hello, Adele. Other names I can't name. At the age of 25, she opened up her first practice in the south of France, becoming a leading force and advocate in anti-aging and regenerative medicine. In 2015, she opened Vitalife right here in Los Angeles, California. She has... Incredible treatments, which she's going to go into, combining lifestyle interventions as well as personalized supplementations. She is so accomplished. She's worked on development of cardiovascular and metabolic prevention programs with the French Association of Cardiology and the French Committee for Health Promotion and Education. We're going to dive into it, people. We're talking peptides. We're talking weight loss. We're talking hair, skin, nails. We're talking sleep. Dominique. Dr. Reed, I'm so happy you agreed to do this because I feel, you know, so lucky to be able to have you in my life and be a part of my journey. And so many of my friends go to you, but you really are such an incredible doctor. You are French. I'm French. You have a very different approach, which is kind of what I want to lead into the American approach versus the European methods. And you're all about preventative. Yeah. And I guess the biggest thing is like, what's the difference between the American way and the European way? Before I start, Molly, I want to thank you and your team for having me today here. You know, you are my ambassadors. You can help me alone in my little practice, diffuse the information to a better public, a bigger public. And I would not be able to talk without your help. So thank you for having me today. You're welcome. I mean, listen, you're like, a, it's like a, it's like getting a diamond ring every time you go in. You're like, okay, we're going to, she takes your blood and then she meets with you and you're going to, okay, we're going to do this. I don't think you're sleeping right. Let's check your thyroid again. We're going to give you a little peptide here. We're going to do this. I feel so curated by you. There's such a wealth of information. And I think, you know, there's a bad myth between like Western medicine and Eastern yes. medicine. And I think we want to debunk that because, yes, going to your straight GP and getting your antibiotics is truly important. But there's a flip side and a whole other side to medicine that I think goes deeper. Goes deeper and especially for aging. You're absolutely right. And so to answer your first question, what is the difference between what I was doing in France and what I'm doing here, the difference between the medicine approach in France and in America? I think in France, we still have the art of medicine, the clinical sense. You know, you examine your patients, you listen to signs, symptoms, 
in our classes in medical school, we have a class in semiology. Semiology comes from the Greek and means the study of the signs and symptoms. Tell me if you have a sore throat, tell me your symptoms. In America, it's all about technology and laboratory testing and more testing. And sometimes, I'm not saying that everyone is in that sense, but we forget that the patient is a human being and we need to stay on the clinical side of it. One example, you know, when my patients come to me for lab review, they sit in front of me and say, so tell me what happened since our last visit. Oh, I'm here to look at my labs. No, I want to hear what happens to you during the Because time. it's not about a number. It's not about a number. I don't treat labs, I treat Molly. Okay, so that's probably a big difference. We need technology. You know, Americans are probably ahead of us in terms of, you know, the new discovery, the new science. So I was lucky to have a bit of the two, the, the mix. And I tried to blend that in my practice to offer the best treatment and the best way to diagnose my patient. How did you go into preventative? Aha, uh-huh. very interesting story. My grandmother, I was 12 years old, was taking me to Vichy. You know Vichy? Vichy, oh, yeah, of yeah. course. Okay. To drink the spring water, the sulfuric spring water, which was terrible in taste, but really good for your body. So very young, I was already exposed to what could be a way to heal your body with natural elements from you know, the soul. So I did some studies in France in that direction. I opened my first practice in Aix-en-Provence, mm. where we had the spring water coming from the soil. And we were treating people with bath and muds and all kind of treatment for three weeks, paid by the French insurance. Wow. Unheard of here. It's yeah. unheard of. Yeah. And people were kind of resetting their system in a good environment and learning educational topics on nutrition, on exercise, you know, the, the best way to, to learn how to stay healthy, basically. Listen, there's not many doctors who look at you and ask you what's going on. I mean, my doctors do. Dr. Geller, sure. who works with you, and Dr. Reed and Dr. Baker. But it's truly a 360 approach, which is what you do. And today we're talking all about the keys to aging backwards. Yeah. I'm just going to get right into it. Everybody knows you helped Adele. I mean, you really transformed her. Uh-huh. She transformed her with the help she, of you. She, did. she was amazing. I come and Adele for being one of the most compliant and the most goal-oriented patients I had in a long, long time. You know, I can't talk too much because I respect my patient privacy, of course, but she did everything she had to do and she got where she needed to be, okay? And we had a fantastic relationship, you know, nutritionally-wise. Uh, I tried to educate her. She would send pictures of what she was cooking herself. I think I can say that, you know, in her kitchen to make sure that was in sync with what I had taught her to do. So, bravo, Adele, you did the job yourself. You know, I just guide. I am a guide. I'm not doing the job. You know, my patients do the job. But I just incited them towards the right direction. So let's talk about that. What's your outlook on weight loss? Ah, so first I want to give numbers, if you allow me to do so. Do you know how many adults are overweight or obese in the United States oh, right I now? I would venture to guess. I'm going to throw it out there like 70%. You're Almost there, 72. Oh my gosh, I was close. Okay. 72%? 72% yeah. of adults are overweight or obese. And now we have 40% of obese, <laughs> meaning a BMI over 30 in the mm-hmm. real. And we have, I would say, the, the rest, you know, 25% that are in the category of overweight. So mm-hmm. it's becoming a disaster in the United States. You know, it's a public health issue, and I'm really, really interested. Also because of my background, you know, I don't know if you know, I worked with Michel Gerard in mm-hmm. France. Okay, Michel Gerard is one of our chefs that invented la nouvelle cuisine. How can you eat gastronomically well and yet lose weight? So the slimming cooking book that he wrote was a little bit with my assistance. Okay, oh, I love that. <laughs> I, I know, know, I love that. that. I need to get that cookbook. Yeah. I'm getting that cookbook. You have to be a good cook. That's the only thing. You know, I'm, I'm not able to cook the way he says, but, but it's a really good book. And it tells you how can you replace butter with, for example, olive oil, you know, things that are much healthier and maybe are going to help you lose weight. So for me, pleasure in weight loss is also very important. You know, the notion of putting someone on a diet is not my cup of tea. A diet, you say diet, to yeah. eat die in a diet. So it's a food plan that is going to be personalized 
And as you say, no, there's a lot to be done. And I am, it's a, one of my passions, actually. So we have a lot of patients coming right now for that. I think sometimes when you cut something out and you do a diet, that's when people fall off the wagon the most. It's when you say you can't have something that then you start to focus on it. And I know that's been my issue in the past. When I say I can't have it forever, I'm like, well, I can't live like that, you know? So it's sustainability is so important when you're trying to lose weight. How do you do it? The long, long term, you know, yeah. losing weight is easy. You know, you can lose weight. Everybody can lose weight, but keeping it down, that's yes. much more difficult. That's what you always say. Yeah. I know. She was like, it's not about losing two pounds. It's, it's about, hey, how do you feel? So, so many women I know come to you. I've come to you a million times. Still go to you. How does it correlate with age in terms of weight? Okay. So as we age, our metabolism changes for sure. Okay. First of all, we are going to be less active. You know, when you are a kid, you run 24-7 mm. almost. When you are sitting at the desk like me 10 hours a day, which is not a good example. So I need to find a way to exercise, to move my body. So first of all, the context of the environment contributes quite a bit, but also the physiology of the body, which change. And especially for us female around menopause, there's an hormonal shift. Mm-hmm. Insulin and estrogen, they talk to each other. You know? So there's a hormonal imbalance that contributes to insulin resistance. We might talk about that a little bit later. And all that is going to make you burn less calories. So you need to restrict your diet. But the drawback is that women are going to restrict too much their diet. And they don't know that doing that, their body is intelligent. They're saying, oh, you're restricting my diet. I mean, to decrease my metabolic rate. I mean, to burn less at rest. So it's a course against the clock to say, how do I find the right equilibrium to have enough calories, but adapt it to my age because I burn a bit less. Cleo Bella, a brand you all know I love. I've been talking about them for a while now. Well, today I've come with good news. They're winning a huge sale this week. Prices are discounted as much as 70% off. Now's the time to stock up on all the pieces we love from them. Their signature flowy organic cotton dresses that we'll be living in come spring and summer. While you're at it, make sure to check out their exclusive holiday party dresses that just launched, as well as their home collection, so you will be ready for all your holiday parties on the horizon. It was just this time last year I did my collaboration with them, and I have to say their holiday collections are always so incredible. This is a brand that truly knocks it out of the park in this category, from exciting new silhouettes to bold statement sleeves, silk bows, festive prints. They're all so good. And many of them have matching little sizes as well. Obviously going to make Scarlett match me this year around the holidays. Let's see if she still allows me to do it. I know I've talked about it before, but these dresses are seriously timeless. I love knowing I can always come back to them year after year. And lastly, they really are such a good brand to support. Sustainability and ethical practices are at the core of what they do deeply rooted in partnerships with independent artisans around the world. Their designs are ethically handmade while preserving heritage techniques. Even better, when you shop on their website, cleobella.com, you can choose for 1% of your purchase to be donated towards global education, the planet, and charities that empower young women. Shop the sale at cleobella.com slash lipstick. You can get 20% off, that's right, 20% off the new full price styles with code Lipstick. Hi, I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. I'm so excited to announce Dear Media's first ever daily show, Good Instincts. If you've ever found it challenging to eat thoughtfully while juggling a busy schedule, then this show is for you. Instead of aiming to simply eat healthier, we'll focus on tips and mindset shifts that streamline the process. Because balance is key, and the less complicated, the better. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. Available wherever you get your podcasts. You recommend the Mediterranean diet. Why? Well, for explain the Mediterranean diet, what it is and, and uh, why. Okay. So the Mediterranean diet is a diet that has been known for 
I would say, centuries and used in Europe and the Mediterranean basin and has proven to be the one that offers the longest longevity. I don't know if you knew that, you know, in France, you know, the longevity is 84 years average when oh, wow. much more than here. It's, it's tends to decrease a little bit now because McDonald's and all the others are <laughs> invading the territory. And of course, the Mediterranean diet is not always followed. But the Mediterranean diet is a diet that is very well balanced. If you look at your plate, you are going to have one third of greens, vegetables of all kinds. You will have protein, chicken, turkey, fish, eggs, and you will have some carbohydrates, not too high in, in volume. A plate that is a reasonable size, less big than what we have in a restaurant in the United States usually. So I like that diet because it has proven in all the studies to reduce cardiovascular risk, it reduces cancer risk, it prolongs longevity, it's very easy to follow. But I adapt it to the needs of the patient. You know, for example, if you want to lose weight, the Mediterranean diet might be a bit too rich in calories. If you eat couscous or pasta in Italy or couscous in Northern Africa or bread in France, you might have a bit too much carbohydrate. So I have a low-carb Mediterranean diet that I adapt for some patients. If you have high cholesterol, I might say, careful the cheese and the butter, okay? So you can play around, okay? But the, the core of the diet stays the same, a well-balanced diet with everything in moderation. So what would you say would be a good substitute for carbohydrate if you're looking to lose weight? That's a very good question. So for me, once you understand that proteins save your life forever, you are the winner. Okay? You should repeat that again. Proteins save your life forever. Exactly. Because protein are precursors of of sugar. You know, the main ingredients that's going to bring you energy to your body is glucose, glucose or sugar in, in lay term. So everything transforms finally in, in sugar in your body, okay, mm -hmm. almost, except you can have some fat used by themselves. But when you do what we call neoglucogenesis, it's using amino acids and proteins to transform into sugar and to use for energy. It takes a lot of work for the body to transform proteins into energy. You know, you work hard and you know that for one gram of protein, you get four calories. For one gram of sugar, you get four calories. But you have 80% of benefit from your sugar when you have only maybe 60% of benefit from the protein. So you're the winner if you transform your diet from high carb in high protein. So it's interesting. I have a question because my my daughter has been going through some medication recently and within the hospital we're working with, they there's a wellness clinic and they recommend a low glycemic diet. Yep. And they gave us a plan. And within that, what they said was they kind of listed out all the foods, high glycemic, yep. you know, so they went red, yellow, green. And they said, if you're going to do any of the red or the yellow foods, it's the, the glycemic level being high or mid. They said, try to always pair it with something that's, that's going to balance it out so that it kind of brings down like the, it, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you're probably going to know how to explain it better than I am, but they said it balances it out. It doesn't have as high of a spike to the sugar yeah. if you pair it with something. Because you are not going to absorb as fast. Mm -hmm. No Carbohydrates, they cross the intestinal barrier very fast. Mm -hmm. They are eaten by themselves. If you put them with, let's say, fibers, okay, or spinach, whatever, or even proteins, you are going to delay the absorption. So you might... Delay the spike. Exactly. That's like a good... I mean, if you're going to have pasta, then put, put vegetables. some vegetables in it. Exactly. Yeah. What diets do you not recommend? Well... But yeah. I know you don't like the word diet, but yeah. what food... <laughs> yeah. so, what plan? No, what eating plan? plan? What eating plan? So... Anything that would be extreme, okay, I'm going to be to the very extreme, which is the banana diet or the, the cookies diet. These are crazy diets which have been, I think, abandoned over time, okay? But anything that is very extreme. I know you are going to ask me about fasting. Yeah. So intermittent fasting, I have mixed feelings. I, I know, <laughs> you, do, you do have mixed feelings. I intermittent fast, people. She doesn't like it. She doesn't love it. It depends, you know, it works for certain people, it doesn't work for others. What, what I have noticed is that 
women around menopause tend to not have enough protein. If you skip one meal a day, you have only two servings of proteins. For your weight, you need 60 grams of protein per day, grossly, only one gram per kilo minimum. So how are you going to have two servings of 30 grams of protein? You know what a 30 gram of protein? It's half of the chicken almost. I'm joking a little bit. but So it's very hard to have your amount of protein with only two meals. Two meals, right. And then yeah. you are going to have the problem of sarcopenia. I don't know if you're familiar with that. When we start losing muscle mass, and if you start losing muscle mass around menopause, that's not good news for the future because you are going to be less strong, number one. You are going to have a metabolic uh, rate that is going to go down. Your basal metabolic rate depends on your muscle mass. So we are back into that vicious cycle. How do I keep my weight good when I'm losing my muscle mass? Mm -hmm. You want to lose your fat. You want to keep... You want your skin to sag too. I feel like the muscle is important yeah. for the skin. 100%. Absolutely. And protein are the bricks of the skin, you know, also. So yeah. We need protein. So intermittent fasting might be good for certain person. I'm not going to eliminate that from my recommendations. And I don't do it all the time. Good. I, you know, I don't, I really don't. I, but I, you know, you always say I don't eat enough, <laughs> but I probably don't eat enough, which I'm in the category of my metabolism goes down and then everything kind of shuts yeah. down. I find I lose weight faster when I eat three meals a day. Yeah. Or at least small, small, not a, a lot, snack. but yeah. small. No, for me, the morning, it's yogurt, not a big yogurt, plain yogurt and blueberries because blueberries have low glycemic index. Okay. Yeah. So you can... I eat blueberries three times a day. You know, they are anti-aging. They have antioxidant and they feed you well. And I'm not a big fruit eater, but what I have been eating is I do scrambled eggs. I actually do like yolk. So I do two scrambled eggs and a handful of arugula on top of mm. my scrambled eggs. Perfect. And that's what I eat for breakfast with like sea salt. Excellent. I have a question because I did this. What are your thoughts on keto? Keto. So keto, same story. If you talk about... Mr. Atkins, who did not succeed very well with his keto experience himself. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> Unfortunately. So the keto, the way it was described before, I am totally against that. No cardiovascular disease, cancer, you name it, you, you increase everything. It's so much. It's so much fat. It's so much there's fat. There's a point where you can't keep going. But, but listen, you lose weight. It's weird. You lose weight. But there's a new keto. I don't know if you've heard about the pescatarian keto. No, what's the pescatarian? So pescatarian means you have fish. fish only, so forget all the bacon um, exactly. and steak. Well, you know, I did that. Um, I Dominique is the one who was like, you were eating way too much fish or your mercury. I yeah. had mercury so, poisoning so too. She, I didn't, you had mercury poisoning. I was very borderline. I had 30. 30 was my mercury. Oh, Lord, that's a lot. Okay, so let me tell you. Unfortunately, this is very sad, but all the big fish or fishes, I never know if we put an, a plural to that. Pollution, pollution, pollution. No, it can be in a can. It can be the fish itself. Forget it. So the three that I would recommend not to touch are tuna, mm, yellowtail, and swordfish. And unfortunately, the delicious Chilean sea bass is coming behind quickly. Now. Really? I love Chilean I sea love bass. Me too. And so, even if you have it once a week? So it depends on your detox process and it depends if you cheat like me. Mm, right. The cheating way is to take every morning a product that has the pectin of the citrus, cilantro, corella. So it acts like a sponge. It absorbs the heavy metals. Oh, really? I cilantro will... does? C cilantro helps at the liver, but you have the citrus of the pectin. What's you know, the citrus of the oh, pectin? what is that? So, you know, when you eat an orange, uh -huh. yeah. there's that very smooth texture that you can feel when you eat the orange. You know? yeah. So it's called pectin. And citrus means any kind of uh, fruit from that category, basically. That might so be you eat fruit, it helps with fighting? So, oh, 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 no, 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 it's in a capsule. In a capsule. capsule. Pectin? Pectin. Citrus. So it's my accent. Probably everybody understands. No, pectin citrus. Pectin no, I've citrus. got it. Yeah, I've got it. So if my, my husband, for example, has something called hemochromatosis. Me too. Oh, you too. But I have only one gene. He has one gene? Or he has two? one gene. Only one gene. So he's okay. Because he is, hemochromatosis, you cannot eliminate iron. It's he can't. A, he yeah. has to do blood draws. Like every, every. I mean, he doesn't do it enough. He gives blood. So he probably, gives blood. So probably he has two genes. Then he has two genes, yes. Yeah. yeah, because I have one from my mom's side, but not on my dad. So I will never have to give blood because I never go too, too high. He but, goes high. Ah, uh, yeah. So okay. would this pectin help? 
Not really because it's not a heavy metal. Oh, okay. you know, iron is not a heavy the metal. The only thing is to give blood. Only thing is to give blood. And that's very important because to tell you the truth, I have that in my family. My aunt passed away from hemochromatosis aneurysm of her aorta. You know, it deposit in the arteries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. But I think he's fine as long as he keeps donating. Yeah. He's donating. Yeah. All right. The HCG diet. Ah. I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. She won't let me do it anymore. I, no. I did it once. I did it once yeah. many years ago. Crazy. It was many, Crazy. many years ago. I ate 500 calories and I, I injected stuff <gasps> into my body. Oh, oh, oh. So Mr. Simeons was a British doctor in the late 50s, early 60s. And he was treating young kids who had cryptorchidia. I don't know if that means. It's kids that had their, their testicles not descending very easily. So you hmm. inject them with HCG, it's totally safe, and their testes will descend the way they should when they were young kids. And all of a sudden, all these kids, they start losing weight. And he says, that's very strange, that hormone helps lose weight. And he puts them on a little diet, 500 calories, and suddenly they lose even more. So that's a very interesting remark, you know, that he, he, he had noticed. So. Recently, in the late 90s, early 20s, in America, there was that fad HCG diet, HCG diet, you inject and you're going to lose weight. And one of my best friends says, I will never put weight again because this is the revolution. You know, once you lose, you lose it for real. Unfortunately, I love her dearly, but she put back all the weight very quickly because you are at 500 calories. Yeah. How, can how can you, you sustain it? How can you have you can't. enough? No. Protein with 500 calories. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to do all the math to explain that, but you would have to have proteins only almost in your plate, which is impossible. Yeah. So you use your muscle to bring the sugar, yeah. neoglycogenesis again. And so I am completely against that. I had offered at one point HCG injections with a diet around 900. Yeah, you 1, never 000. let anybody go under. Well, exactly. Yeah. 500. Oh, never, never. I, I Actually, I'm going to tell you, I did it one time in an emergency in France for a guy that had both his kidney blocked and he needed to lose. You no, know, he was like 350 pounds and if he didn't lose very quickly, so he was on a liquid diet under surveillance in a hospital. Right. So in that setting, you can go to 500 right. because otherwise you can have low potassium, you can have electrolytes imbalance and yeah. some people died from that diet. Yeah. Oh my God. Insulin resistance. Yeah. What is it? And what do we need to know? So insulin resistance, it's a terrible burden that is actually for all of us is going to come at one point in our life. Okay, It's when we have a difficulty to burn the sugar at the muscle level. Most of the time it's triggered by having eaten a little bit too much sugar. You know, normally the sugar is transported in the blood, then insulin is made in the pancreas opens the receptors in the muscle, you exercise and you burn the sugar and the sugar gets out of your blood into the muscle and it transforms into energy. Resistance means, aha, the muscle cannot absorb more sugar. You have loaded your blood with so much sugar or you have not exercised enough that now the muscle say, I'm blocking my receptors, put more insulin to open those receptors. So the pancreas starts functioning like crazy, puts more insulin, more insulin, and the sugar cannot be absorbed because we are still blocked at the receptor side. So where does the sugar go? In your fat cells and transform into fat oh, or yeah. goes in your liver and fatty liver. So it's a vicious cycle again because you cannot burn the sugar that is absorbed. Are you seeing a lot of that now? Oof. Metabolic syndrome, you know, I, I was telling you the numbers, but I think we had 50 millions of Americans that suffered from that syndrome, the metabolic 50 syndrome. million? And 50 so million. If, you're, if you're listening and you go to your doctor, what test could you ask your doctor to run? Oh, that's very interesting. So hemoglobin A1c, it's basically the sugar over the past three months. But it's not enough, you know. I often put insulin fasting and glucose fasting that one day of the test. That will tell you, is my sugar fasting already a little bit disturbed? But over the past three months, there are moments of the day that maybe I'm doing better and I burn more. So the insulin fasting and the sugar fasting plus hemoglobin A1C. A1C? A1C, that means, uh, oh, the hemoglobin A1C, it's from the red blood cells, some sugar is on top of the the red blood cells and it shows you how you have been eating sugar or used sugar over the past three months. Wow. 
We use that for diabetic patients uh, as a measurement. But what is also very important, test the leptin. 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 Because leptin is now the cousin or the friend or the enemy, whatever you want to call it, of the insulin resistance. When you are insulin resistant, you start having belly fat, okay? And that hormone is made in the belly, in the visceral fat, and should normally balance ghrelin. These two hormones regulate the hunger. So if you become leptin resistant, now you're going to have lost your hunger and society triggers. You are going to not know when you need to eat or not, you know, so... So just eat all the time. That's it. This episode was brought to you by K18. You guys know I love sharing new products, new brands, and you should definitely know by now that I never hold back. We're no gatekeepers here on Lipstick on the Rim. In fact, we like to think of ourselves as just the opposite. There truly gives me no greater joy than being able to let you all in on one of the absolute best of the best. Today, we're talking the best of the best, K18. If this name isn't familiar to you by now, it will be soon. What majority sets them apart from most other beauty brands or hair care products is that they're actually a biotech company that creates clinically proven, science-backed formulas that really work. Their leave-in mask is a breakthrough product and reverses damage from bleach, color, chemical services, or heat in just four minutes. That's right, four minutes. You guys can shop K18's leave-in molecular repair hair mask at Sephora and Sephora.com. Listen, you guys, I have tried a handful of masks over the years, and don't get me wrong. There have been some that I do love, but there truly has been nothing like this. K18 is bringing you the future of hair care. Their secret, it's their patented K18 peptide. Born after 10 years of complex bioscience research to restore strength and elasticity, in the innermost layers of your hair. Now, sometimes friends of mine tell me they can't find the time to mask. So here's my trick for you busy moms out there. Just slap it in first thing in the morning. Don't wash it out. You don't have to wash it out. You can leave it in. Here's the best part about it. You can use K18 on dry hair and on wet hair. That is the brilliance. And let me tell you, it really does help from all the bleach and the color that we do way too much of, or at least I do. I love K18, and I think you will be obsessed with their molecular repair hair mask. Bring your hair into the future with K18's molecular repair, available now at Sephora and Sephora.com. As much as I love holiday shopping, I'm not going to lie, every now and again, I get stumped too. Yes, even gift whispers sometimes don't have all the answers. But today, I'm going to tell you my secret weapon, Macy's Gift Finder. And if you guys haven't already checked it out, You must. You really must. They make it ridiculously easy to shop for all the people in your life, including yourself. To check out all their gift ideas, go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. One of my favorite things about Macy's is how well curated their shopping experiences are. They break it down into broad categories so you can shop for him, for the kids, for the teens, and for the home. But then they make more specific categories like stocking stuffers. By the way, this one is super helpful. Others include fragrance, beauty, pajamas, and loungewear, handbags, accessories, shoes and slippers, jewelry and watches, sweaters and cashmere, tech. Everybody forgets about tech. It's a category all of its own. Kitchen, gourmet food and candy, blankets and throws. I'm basically out of breath, but these categories are truly amazing, aren't they? I didn't even mention that you can shop by price. We're talking under 15 all the way through Lux. If you're on a budget or just looking to spend a certain amount, this is the place for you. We haven't even gotten into the other categories. The sports fanatic, pet parent. I guess I could be that parent. I could be both of them. The person who has everything hmm, can also think of a few people who fall into that bucket. Now, if you're still stumped, which you shouldn't be by this point, you can always opt for a gift card. I'll admit it's a little lazy, but at least you'll know that someone's getting something that they love. Make sure to check out these gift ideas so your holiday's ready at Macy's.com slash gift finder. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. If you test for this hemoglobin A1C and it comes back and says, you know, you have this insulin resistance, what do, what do you recommend someone does? So there's different possibilities, okay? The first thing is going to be first, let's look at what you eat. 
let's decrease your carbohydrate load. As you say for your daughter, let's go to the low glycemic index food. Okay, so avoid banana, avoid grapes, avoid rice, you know, go more for the white rice than the white. Converted rice is what we were told to eat because converted rice has been stripped of Uncle Ben's. Literally is what we were told is actually That's low glycemic. That's what she's saying, wild rice. White, oh, rice. white rice, yeah. 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 Wild white. rice. Wild rice. Yeah, it's exactly. converted. Not, not the white, but the white, okay? Yeah. And then, so diet, uh, I don't like the word diet, but food first, okay? Mm-hmm. Look at the plate of your patient, number one. So you can say, how much do you exercise every week? Mm-hmm. Can you do a little bit more? So encourage your patient to move your body because then you are going to open the receptors at the muscle part. Look at alcohol intake. A mm-hmm. lot of patients do not know that alcohol goes into sugar, whether yeah. it's going to be vodka or wine. <laughs> at the end, it's more or less the same. Okay, yeah. so, And then you have supplements that can help. So you have berberine, for example, that is a very good supplement that could help open those receptors. Berberine? Berberine. It's a little fruit, basically, that has the property to reduce insulin resistance. And then if you want to go one step ahead, and we're going to talk about my favorite Metformin, and I know that Molly loves metformin. I do. Metformin. We talk about metformin a little bit. Okay, so metformin. Hey, I'm a little bit. No, I'm happy because I'm French. It's a French discovery. In the, I would say, uh, 60s, we were already having some information about it in France. It's called under the name glucophage, sold in the name glucophage. And I used it when I was in medical school in the 80s, 90s, all the time for diabetic patients. Those diabetic patients, they had less cancer, less Alzheimer, less cardiovascular disease. And so a lot of researchers said, this is very strange. What is metformin doing at the level of the genes to help these patients have less aging-relating disease? So there's a lot of studies. I don't know if you know my friend David Sinclair, who has studied quite a bit also metformin. And we both are super excited because it's probably the number one anti-aging drug that we can use. It's very safe. My dad, I can tell you, is going to turn 94 the 6th of December this year. And he has taken three metformin per day for probably 30 years. I don't know if that's the reason, but it's certainly contributed. I take metformin every night. My patients like Molly, you know, are on metformin. It's really something that we should all look at. Very rare side effects. Some patients have a little bit of digestive issues. Yeah, but that's only for the first, when you first start it. Absolutely. And if you really have that, I'll give you a prescription with the French glucophage, which I bring in my suitcase for a year <laughs> each, each time. Is it over the counter in France? No, no. No, prescription. 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 But it's a little bit different with the, I would say, the additives than what we have here. And it's a bit less ad- hard on the system. But it's a fantastic. And if you have product. a family history of cancer, is it excellent to take? Absolutely. Then? Absolutely. There are plenty of studies that are coming out. Some doctors think it's still a bit controversial. Some pharmacists call me, your patient is diabetic. Was it? What is he on metformin? I say, no, it's for prevention, you know. And I had to defend a case of a patient who was applying for long-term insurance and they wanted to give him a high premium because he was taking metformin and I said, no, 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 no. And I had to submit all the evidence that it was not a diabetic patient and he finally won the case. I needed to get on metformin. Yeah, Yeah. everybody should be on metformin, I'll say. My mother Mm -hmm. had pancreatic cancer, so. I'm so sorry. Yeah. 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 That's a dead sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about inflammation. It's a ah, big word. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What can we do to bring it down? How do you know if you have it? Is okay. it through the blood work? Can you see it? Or is it through symptoms of the body that you're like, okay, I'm not sleeping. I'm not, I'm gaining weight. Like what are the symptoms and, and, and how do you treat it? I like what you're saying, Molly, because you're right on my avenue, patient first, lab after, okay? So if a patient comes and tell me, oh, I feel inflamed, you know, I, I feel bloated, I, my cheeks are all, you know, swollen. So that's inflammation already, okay? You have also the inflammation in the joint, you know, mm-hmm. everyone with the weather changing was telling me, now I have pain in my neck, I have pain in my wrist, okay, even my, my shoulders starting hurting because I have a bag that is too heavy. So there's different kinds of inflammation. You can measure a type of inflammation in the blood with a CRP, C-reactive protein. It's a very easy test that tells us 
is it the inflammation that is going to cause more damage? That's the inflammation that can increase the risk of cancer, the risk of cardiovascular disease. We have a high sensitivity one that is called the cardiac high sensitive CRP. So I test all my patients with that. It's often correlated to abdominal visceral fat. It's made in the liver. So it's a good marker of inflammation. You also have the inflammation of autoimmune conditions, okay, inflammation of cancer, but it's a different kind of inflammation, and you measure that with a sedimentation trade, ESR, and I'm not going to talk about that because these are really, uh, I would say, seriously ill patients usually. So coming back to the, the inflammation that we all mention, you know, on a daily basis, how can we deal with that? First of all, la santé est dans l'assiette, as we say in French, okay? <laughs> that means your health is in your plate. So first, try to see what you can eliminate. Alcohol, that's one for sure. I would say saturated fat also. Mm. Give us a few examples of saturated fat. So for example, bacon. You were mentioning mm -hmm. bacon. Too much butter. Too much heavy, fatty cream, you know. The dairy? Dairy. I would say dairy. I'm not completely against dairy. No. You know, being French, we eat quite a bit of dairies, but we're trying to have a bit more low fat. And I think, I'm not going to go into that too much, but I think the food is a bit different in France than it is here. You know, I read the book Food Politics at one point, so let's not go into that. Mm -hmm. But I think that dairies, if you choose the right ones in the United States, should still be part of your diet. They are a good source of protein. You need calcium. You know, if you mm -hmm. completely eliminate dairies, You know, dentists are not too happy. My dentist is telling me I have so many women that come with broken teeth or have issues because they had completely eliminated their dairy. So get a good, plain, low-fat yogurt. I know some people are more for the full fat, but I still think that low-fat, middle-fat is good. Do you like good. the Greek yogurt? Or I do you... love the Greek yeah. yogurt, you know. So I every morning I have my Faye, F-A-G-E, okay, we say yeah. we pronounce Faye, yeah. and plain I go with the low fat because I have inherited the genes for high cholesterol. If you don't have high cholesterol, go for the full fat. Okay, that's fine. So these are examples and everything that is artificially made or artificially modified, you know, real food. Instead of buying all these prepared meals, why can't you have your salmon you put on the grill and, and your spinach and, and you make it yourself? I know mm -hmm. we live lives that are very busy, but I'm not a good cook, but I try to almost never buy prepared meals. Sometimes I do, but I, I try to avoid that as much as I can. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. I love that word. So let's do yeah. a day in the life of your meal plan. Yeah. So you're saying full fat or low fat yogurt with blueberries. Yeah. Coffee, totally fine. Coffee, not only totally fine, but go for it. I know. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> she believes She believes in coffee. You believe in wine. You believe in coffee. Yeah. So... A snack. What would be a yeah. snack? Let me tell you why I believe even more in coffee than last time I saw you. There's a new study, probably three months ago, that showed that it reduced the risk of heart disease as long as you don't go crazy with mm. six or seven <laughs> cups a day. But two to three cups a day, a new very, very interesting study that shows that the antioxidant part of the coffee protects against heart conditions. Mm. I love yeah. my iced coffee black. I love a cup. I love a cup. <laughs> good. So, okay, so what would be a good snack? So a snack is not mandatory in the morning, my dear money, okay? If you have a reasonable time in between your first breakfast and your meal, like maybe you're going to have lunch at 12 or, okay, one o'clock. You don't need one. You don't need a snack, right. okay? If you're going to exercise. Snack or is very American too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I was, can I tell a little story? You know, when I came here, I had to redo a residency. And I was in San Francisco, Fresno, terribly, terribly stressed, okay, working one or four hours uh, per week. And I was very surprised that in the ICU right here, people were snacking with the people under the ventilator in the room because they couldn't wait to go out and have their lunch. They needed a piece of pizza or something. Ew. So that was kind of surprising, but it's real, okay? So, mm -hmm. you know, so, and in France, you never have your coffee in on the table. You but don't, people don't snack down and eat. But that's something very interesting. You said earlier that the life expectancy in, in France is 84 years old, give or take now with yeah. American culture having infiltrated. But, you know, I think that's very interesting because 
French culture, I think there's an aspect of like how people approach life as well and lifestyle and stress because, you know, you the the cliche is you go to France and everybody's so much more relaxed. They don't they don't stress. They don't live to work. They work to live. And I think that is a very big part of also probably how their health is impacted and how their bodies process things. 100 percent. Because. I remember going to France for work and I would watch these gorgeous chic girls walking down the street, like literally holding a baguette. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't, I can't eat bread right now. Like that's, you know, it was just this mentality and they're sitting there eating a baguette with a cheese, a block of cheese and they're drinking wine and they're smoking cigarettes and, and they still smoke. Like we had Becky and Kevin just got back from Paris and Kevin was like, they still smoke in restaurants in Paris. But their life expectancy is still 84 years old. Yeah, I think the stress component is a major reason for it. Too. And but that affects uh, insulin, doesn't it? 100%. The cortisol. Okay? Cortisol, Because yeah. cortisol and insulin compete together. So yeah. if you're constantly under cortisol potion, adrenaline, you're going to have insulin issues down the road. But the smoking part is not good. You know, that is getting to get bad in France if they continue mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's great. I mean, let's bring us back. What would you suggest for someone to eat for lunch? Okay, if you want a little snack in the middle of the day, I would say in in the morning, I would say have an apple or Mm -hmm. a low glycemic thing, but I don't think it's very necessary. Okay, so for lunch, lunch, your plate, your plate, your three compartments. Okay, so protein, chicken, turkey, whatever, fish. Okay. Tons of greens, big salad, make it fun, tomatoes, cucumbers, you know, make it really, really uh, attractive. And keep a little bit of carbohydrates. If you are not exercising too much like me, it's one third of a cup cook of beans and don't put rinse and rice. It's either or, you know, I have a paper a document that I give to my patients say, oh, I'll have rice, rice and, and beans. No, 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 no. It's either or, you know. Right. And there's two columns, so they tell me, I can have one of here and one of here. I say, no, 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 one on one side or the other side, not one of each side. What's a good carb? A good carb will be a carb that will be not too much processed, like you said, you know, go for the wild rice and not the white rice. Mm-hmm. I like quinoa, I like the old grains, you know, millet, amaranth, all these things that have not been... I would say too much under GMO transformation because that's also a big problem in the United States. You know, when you want to have two crops of wheat, you pulverize with pesticides and you put a little piece of RNA in your genome. So that that's called GMO, genetically modified organism, so that it resists more. And I think these are really toxic animals for our genome and for our gut, in fact. So I don't know if you know, France is a non-GMO country now. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of people go to France and they still have gluten. And they tell me, I don't feel sick when I go there. They come back here, they cannot eat. What about sweet potatoes? Love it. I know. Love love sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes, pumpkins all these nightshades. So there are some controversial data about autoimmune conditions and nightshades. And I don't know if that's really real. No, I, I tend to be a little bit less extreme in you know, the FODMAP diet that you have probably heard for people who have SIBO, small mm-hmm. intestinal bowel overgrowth. It's such a hard diet. You know, patient come to me, they lost 10 pounds. They were always so where are we going to go? So I tend to be a bit more moderate in right. my recommendation. Mm-hmm. And then for dinner, what do you recommend? For dinner, for dinner, you need to, to laugh, but it's going to be similar. Maybe a little bit more carbohydrates because carbohydrates are going to help you with sleep, with the serotonin. You know, if you have protein in the morning, you boost your dopamine. So you're going to have energy for the day, ready to go. Everything is good. My mood is upbeat. And at night time, I want to relax. I want to be able to sleep. So a little bit of uh, carbohydrate, like complex carbohydrates will help. What I often say is that if you need to be careful with your weight, don't drink and eat your sugar. Mm-hmm. Either you eat your sugar, carbohydrates in general, like, you know, complex carbohydrates, or you are going to have your glass of wine. Do you like wine or spirits? Me? I don't drink. No, I know. But if you were recommending. Okay, I, I don't care. Right. I, I don't care. I have a little bit of a tendency to go more for red wine because of the resveratrol and the tannins, you know, so that might be a little bit better. But if you want to have spirit, it's okay. It's the same result. 
What do you think the ultimate, you know, we talk about tricks and tips and for women who want to feel their best, what do you think every woman should do? So that's a tough question, my dear Molly, because everyone is different. I know. Okay? So you need to have personalized care. You need to listen to your patients and adapt to, first of all, what is possible, what's going to really help that nice patient. And then you have the general rules for everyone. Okay. So general rules from everyone. You know, I have one thing that I'm really, really on top of it. It's respect your biological rhythm. If you are a patient who needs to wake up early, go exercise and go to bed at eight o'clock, let your husband go at 11, but go in bed at eight o'clock if it's possible. Okay. So it's yeah. not, not always easy to do, but the circadian rhythm regulate hormones. It's during the night that you produce our hormones. Yeah. She might be talking about our other best friend, Mary Alice Haney. I mean, like Mary Alice will literally like go to sleep. I mean, I go to sleep. <laughs> I early. remember her in the Hamptons this summer. She just slept. She just, she's like, I'm just going to like, you guys like 12 hours of yeah. sleep. I'm like, I don't know what that feels like anymore. <laughs> that's true. But that's good. You know, if you can so do it, you know, respect the biological rhythm. rhythm. Okay. Listen to your body. Listen to what is good for your in terms of nutrition, okay, and avoid the extreme, avoid the extreme. You know, I love America because it's a country of passion and excitement. And when something is famous, everybody wants it. So, but be careful. Let's be a little bit more French in the sense that we have a rational approach to things. Is it really good before we jumped into something? Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and talk about peptides. So uh, peptides... All the celebrities. It's a it's a big, big term here in in California about women using peptides. Will you explain the good peptides and like what why we need them or why we don't need them? Absolutely, Molly. So thank you for asking this question because I am really, really enthusiastic about peptides in the sense that I think it's going to be a revolution for what we call anti-aging. I really don't like the word anti-aging for well-aging, basically. Peptide means a small protein for people who do not know what that means, okay? A peptide, it's less than 50 amino acids linked together. And we have 170 peptides, even more now that exist. So a lot of peptides. The peptides, they have a mission. They are going to find in your body some receptors and because of their structure, they're going to stick in the receptor and give orders. So you have peptides that are going to go in the receptors for the growth hormone and are going to help you produce more growth hormone at night when you sleep. So all the benefits of growth hormone are supported naturally with that little peptide that you have injected before going to bed. There are peptides that are going to help with weight loss. And that's the big, big excitement. That's the big thing. Everybody's oh on God. the weight Tell loss peptide. More. I mean, no. literally, I know. So, I mean, I, I, won't, I won't clearly name them, but I've read like four articles now about it. You can, can explain. So, I have a lot of excitement for it. And I have a little bit of, I would say, fear about that because... It's a fantastic product. These peptides, was, we are now arriving to the third generation of what we call the glucagon-like peptides. The glucagon-like peptides are molecules that go to your brain and block the centers of hunger. So you're going to be less hungry. On top of that, they go on the insulin receptors and make you more sensitive to insulin. So you are going to burn a little bit more the sugar. And then they can also, I would say make you feel full because they slow down the um, emptying of your stomach. So a lot of benefits. And basically, a lot of patients, you know, these 72% of Americans who are overweight could benefit for that. So mm -hmm. there's a big market for that. So how do you get these? Ah, but listen, darling, before we go into that, okay, because I see you coming here, okay? She'll be at your office I'll tomorrow, be, morning, be there tomorrow morning at yeah. I, what time do you open? I personally... I'm very careful not to distribute that, like we say in French, les petits pains, okay? Mm -hmm. It's not something that a young girl that is 20 years old that needs to lose two or three pounds should receive. I'm sorry to say that, yeah. okay? And unfortunately, that's what's going on right now, okay? Mm -hmm. So these are fantastic products. The last one that I'm going to talk about, it's called Tierze Petite or Munjaro. I don't know if I should say the, the name, but so it's... Only for diabetic patients, only with FDA approval. But you can have it on a peptide form 
on the side. And this is basically a fantastic product because number one, it is going to do the same thing that all the other one, Ozempic, you know, the second mm -hmm. generation or Bayeta, the first generation. But on top of that, it works at a different kind of receptors, the GIP, on the fat cells. And it helps you lose your visceral fat. I want that. And it helps you with cholesterol. It decreases cholesterol for people who have LDL cholesterol that is high. And something that is studied now, it seems that it, it protects against Alzheimer. Wow. So, It's true that everybody wants to jump on that and it has the, its reason to exist. It's, it's a fantastic molecule. Just let's make sure that we are not going to have an woman in French. How do you say en woman in English? You know, an excitement or something too much about that, that people who really should just wait, watch their diet and not use medication. They're using it as a shortcut. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, it's like smoking. I mean, smoking makes you lose weight. It increases yeah. your metabolism. And I mean, I know exactly. I know girls even to this day who still smoke. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I know. It's it's crazy. But going back to the peptides, do you get that from the doctors? Sure. It's a your doctor can prescribe it. Yeah. So let's talk about the peptide that you gave me. So we have different peptides on that side, and I love them. I take four peptides every morning myself, to tell you the truth. Okay? So one of them is called BPC-157. That's it. So it's, it's a super safe peptide you can give to everyone. It has an effect on inflammation. It helps with digestive issues. It helps with joint ligament. You know, I have a bad back. Unfortunately, I have a bit of a scoliosis. And it helps me not take any anti-inflammatory drugs. I don't take Advil. I should get back on that. But I just had my back surgery. And that's so. a pill? That yeah. It's a, no, no. It's a peptide. Pep peptides it's a, all peptide inject. injections. Or injection. They cannot be taken by mouth because they would be destroyed in the stomach. Okay, got it. There are a few you could take underneath your tongue, on a little trochee, we call that, but they don't do the same mm. job, honestly. I have abandoned that. But the BPC-157 also helps with collagen. And believe it or not, it helps also with mood and um, tonin dopamine. I, I love that peptide. So that's one. Wow. Another peptide that I love is called the SS31. So the SS31... It's the starter of energy at the mitochondria. It's going to help you wake up in the morning. You know, when I wake up at five o'clock every morning and I have to go and get ready to see my patients, if I don't have my SS31, maybe I'm a little bit less dynamic. You know, mm. it, it gives you starts, like when you start your car, you know, hop, it goes. So it's that effect. Most patients love it. I have a lot of actors and actresses when they are on set, you know, they, they, they use they it. Like. Okay. Almost zero side effect. And I mean, to tell you a story about that peptide, because... I have a patient who is actually an elderly gentleman, adorable gentleman, who had an ejection fraction of his heart. His heart was failing of 25. He was going to die like oh my God. two years ago. Came to me and I said, we're going to try that little peptide and see. He's still with us and I know his son very well. And the son said, you know what? For the first time, daddy was able to have Christmas with us, with my two girls. Wow. And he is It's still amazing. alive. Okay. So it, it regenerates the energy, the ATP. Okay. So I could talk about more peptide if you want. You know, there, there are so many peptides. This is really new where it's going, though. Absolutely. Medicine is not just, oh, it's more than vitamin C and, and antibiotic. We're making, you know, with Dominique and doctors like that, bringing... A different perspective in terms of wellness. And, yeah. and, and like, you know, I don't like anti-aging. We don't like the word no, anti-aging. No. Aging. Well, aging. Aging well. Yeah, and great. And, and, to, and to tell you the truth, I just want to say one little thing, Molly. We have to be careful because I know that some people who are not physicians have published recently books about, you know, how you can stay healthy and longevity. And unfortunately, they list all these peptides and then... I see my patients coming in my office with a little bottle and they say, can you mix that bottle for me? Where do you get that? On the internet. And I say, let me see the bottle. And it's written, not for human use. Oh and my God. I know that these peptides are made by not recognized FDA controlled pharmacies. Mm. And they are going to have products coming from China. They don't have the same quality control requirements. So I systematically refuse to help these poor patients. And I tell them, you know, it's your choice. Either you're going to go with a good pharmacy, I can prescribe it for you, for sure. But I would never inject that to myself, to my family, and I will never mix it for you. So you are on your own. I know some patients still did it, and uh, that's their choice. But yeah. 
Hormones related to menopause. Uh-huh. What What is stuff we can do or take or just read about that can help us kind of get to that bridge? So hormones are essential for life, I would say. Okay, These are elements that disappear at menopause from, you know, estrogen and progesterone, a little bit testosterone. So we females are depleted when that happens. So in 2001, there was a study, the Women's Health Initiative study, that was really bad press about hormones. And everybody got scared. No more hormones, no more hormones. It caused cancer, it caused cardiovascular disease. And then they realized, okay, that that study had a lot of flaws. First of all, the age of the women were over 60, 61, Mm. I think. The women were not followed correctly. They were taking primarine, the urine of the horse, synthetized. Mm. Okay, Okay, so, and by mouth, which is a big, big, big difference. So we have evolved and we have now plenty of studies that show the benefit versus the risk. So I personally think that the benefit outweighs the risk. Again, you have to personalize the treatment. And you have to follow the direction of the menopause society, which is give the lowest dose that works. You know, I'm not going to restore your hormone of a 25-year-old if you're 60. I'm 67. I'm still, I should not say my age, but I'm still taking my hormones because it helps my brain, definitely. Yeah. You know, if I don't take my hormones during my vacation, I feel that my memory is not so good. I, I feel a, a bit dumb sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I owe my patients to stay intelligent. So I take my hormones. But that also helps wherein lies you can do the peptides as well to help absolutely, that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What about mood and mental health? 100%. You know, I can tell you, I have so many poor women. I love them. They come to my office and then I say, so tell me your story. I, I like, I'm curious. And their story is always... <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me. And they start crying and, and my husband is not happy with me and, and my kid. And recently I had one who read me, and I mentioned that recently, a letter that the son had written to mommy to say, mommy, do something, something's wrong with you. Okay? Oh, wow. Mm. So it can destroy families. It can, And these poor women, they are miserable. So most of the time, you know, by restoring their hormone, you have to figure out exactly where they are because it could be that they are pre menopausal, peri, and if you do the wrong thing and you give them too much estrogen, you're going to make that exacerbated. So you have to figure out, do they need progesterone? Do they need estrogen? I could talk forever about what, what we can do, okay? But, it is crazy. Yeah. Just one more, a little, I'm like, you're, you're coming back. Can okay. you come back next week? <laughs> sleep. What are some of the key ah. things for sleeping? So sleep is essential for health and longevity. You're absolutely right, okay? So and I know that there are some insurance companies that are asking you, how do you sleep? So always put, I sleep really good. Otherwise, you'll pay more for your premiums. Okay? Oh, that's good to know. So sleep, basically, to have a good sleep. Number one, reduce your stress. Stress is the number one uh, enemy of the sleep. Okay, So try to have a ritual. Find your right window. I have a window between... Mm-hmm. 8.30 and 9.30. If I don't go to bed, I'm a little bit like Mary Alice. If I don't go to bed at this time, I might have more difficulties. So find your right window and try to avoid coffee after noon. Oh, yeah. Okay, for sure. Or tea or whatever. Try to maybe not exercise before going to bed. You know, I think it's better to exercise in the morning if we can, which is not always possible. And try to have that little serotonin support at night either with a little bit of carbohydrates at dinner. Don't use alcohol as a sedative, but we have fantastic helpers. I take myself a cocktail, which is supplement cocktail, not alcohol cocktail. So my cocktail is basically Ayurvedic plants, ashwagandha, rhodiola, L-theonine, magnolia, and I take melatonin. Mm-hmm. Melatonin. If you I take, take magnesium yeah. as well. Magnesium Wonderful. is what I take. Super yeah. good, yeah. I know a lot of people are, you know, going down the road of Valium and Xanax and I know. gummies and all the things to go to sleep. And, I'm, you know, it's it's replaced. Ambient. Ambient. Ah, uh, yes. You know, it, we've replaced one with the other. But sure. melatonin is a great. It's wonderful. And, yeah. and I don't know if you know the new studies about melatonin. Breast cancer protection protects against the recurrence of breast cancer money. And I take 20 milligrams of melatonin every night because it has also a brain reset action that clears all the the stress and the chaos that you could have from the day. 
I do want to talk about the true age test ah, that yes. you have. Yeah. What is that? So there's a true age, but there's another one. Another one, the Dunedin test. Okay, it's from the same company from True Diagnostic. So these two tests are able to evaluate your biological age compared to your chronological age. Have you done a good job so far with your genes? Your DNA is still young or have you had some little damage if you smoked when you were young? So the true diagnostic test tells you where are you compared to when you were before. Now, the Dunedin test, which I am going to start offering, it's, it's, it's the topic of my newsletter from November. It's going to be about, do I do a good job with my genes right now. It's the speed that you are having right now in 2022 with all your intervention. It's a speedometer. Okay, It's going to tell you how fast you are aging now. Because a lot of people had done the true age test and some of them were lucky and happy because they were younger, but some were a bit older. And then I discovered, ooh, I still smoke. I didn't tell you, Dr. Reed. Or <laughs> Yeah. They're, they're hiding secrets. Exactly. Quick rapid fire. What do you miss most about France? Well, to tell you the truth, I miss my family, of course, but that's something. But what you were saying, Anisha, you know, the, the idea of the Dolce Vita, you know, it's, yeah. it's Italian, but it's the same in France. You know, you go there, everything is relaxed. You take two hours at lunchtime. You do not worry. You have your five weeks of vacation. Domani Ferragiorno, you know, I, I'm speaking Italian here, but it's the same thing, you know, especially because I lived in the south of France. So let's not worry. Okay, here, yeah. everything goes so fast, you know, people are excited. So it might not be as good for productivity. And you know, success. That's it. Okay. Number one anti aging hack. That would be that respect of your bio rhythm. Mm -hmm. Best food for increasing your metabolism. Protein. Protein. Coffee or tea? I prefer coffee personally. But if you like tea, you can do tea. Your dream client? A happy client. You, Molly, a happy <laughs> client. I, I like my, I, I would call them my patients, actually. My patients, I, they are my friends. They are my partners. And if they are happy, I am happy. I want to be your patient. One beauty product you can't live without. I'm going to be honest. It's a French one. It's called Ephederm. Ephederm is retin A in a formula that is absolutely phenomenal. My suitcase is full of ephedum when I come back. I'll give you one to try if you want. We always ask every guest before they go, if you could give advice to your 10-year-old self, what would it be? Little Dominique. Oh, that's a very important question. That would be follow your dreams, but don't go excessively fast. Take your time. I tend to go a bit too fast sometimes. You're amazing. Well, you're we love you. Incredible. Get on her newsletter. It's so interesting every month. You can follow her at Vita Life MD, Dr. Dominique Braden Reed. You're the best. We're going to have you back on. You really are the Benjamin Button oh. of doctors. She works with so many people I can't name and won't name. And if they look good, they're probably her if, patient. Exactly. But that's a true testament to you. I've been going to you now for many years, and we have our good years and our bad years. And you know, we just, you always have like, well, we're going to get through this. And this exactly. is optimism, optimism. And you're a very positive person. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, happiness, you know, if you keep laughter and smile in your life, you will be young forever. It's true. I mean, sure. you always, you know, joie de vivre. Joie voilà. de vivre. You always talk about, you talk about, joie de vivre. you talk about energy, about bringing positivity, good people around you. It's what you said. Everything is possible. You know, if yeah. you have your core energy and and love, you know, I love you. And I thank you again for inviting me today. You're the best. Je t'aime, je t'aime, je t'aime. Merci beaucoup. Merci, merci, Avec plaisir. Avec plaisir. Et à bientôt. Love you. You guys, that's a wrap on Lipstick. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Amisha Gormley. We are always so excited to bring you guys along on this journey. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim or my website where we just dive a little bit deeper into my favorite products, trends, and much, much more on mollysims.com. This podcast is a production with Dear Media. A special thanks to my team, Elizabeth Tawfield, Schaefer Carrillo, Kenna Ryan, and Anna Sessions and everyone at Dear Media. Don't forget to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on the fun. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.